Hi everyone, welcome to the Fun on Weekdays podcast hosted by me, Jenna Pellick. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast episode. I took a few months off, rightfully so, because I was busy curating the most impressive lineup of guests that you've ever seen. Podcast is doing a little revamping, a little rebranding. Some may say it's the next generation of fun on weekdays. I started this podcast in July, 2021. A lot about my life was pretty different back then. Fun on weekdays has evolved into something so much bigger and I wanted the podcast to reflect that. I wanted it to reflect the many challenges and interests that we all have in our lives, whether it's dating, relationships, friendships, career, wellness, beauty, basically everything that every other podcast talks about, but keeping things fun. This is a podcast all about life with people who live theirs to the fullest. If you're listening for the very first time, you're like, who the hell are you? My name's Jenna. I'm 26. I live in Austin, Texas, and I moved to Austin from Ohio three years ago when I graduated college in 2020. I started my first corporate job, peak COVID in a city where I didn't know anyone before I had really grown my social media platform. And I realized that making friends as an adult was so much more difficult than it was in high school or in college. I was working remote at a job that let's be honest, I kind of sucked at. And I found myself itching to do something every single day because I felt like I was getting sucked into this routine of doing the same thing over and over every day. So I started Fun on Weekdays in July 2021 as a way to inspire myself and my listeners and followers to get out of the house, to meet a new friend, to try something new, get out of your comfort zone, but most importantly, to just find the fun in every single day. Now, two years later, Fun on Weekdays is this huge community of women who are looking to make new friends, find roommates, professionally network, get life advice, and find fun opportunities to make the most of every day. But enough about me. Let's talk about today's guest, our very first guest of season three. She is Miss Alabama 2018, ABC's season 15 bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars Mirrorball champion, Special Forces season one winner. She's an author. She's known as the Beast. And she ironically happens to be my boyfriend's (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Kind of. Today's guest is none other than my role model, Hannah Brown. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I can't believe that I'm like still sitting in this room. You look exactly the same. Oh my gosh. I hope that's good. No, you are (laughs) so beautiful. You're so sweet. And actually I was at brunch with my girlfriend before and she said that she had just met you at an event the other day. Oh my gosh. It was called Beautiful People of Nashville. Oh yeah. (laughs) I thought she meant it was like an award for like really pretty people. (laughs) She goes, no, it's for people who are doing good in the Nashville community. (laughs) Yes, which I was so honored to be a part of that because I just moved to Nashville not too long ago and I'm like oh my gosh like this is so cool and there was it was a really great event but yes it's not like <laughs> like people's most beautiful people you remember, do you remember that that um magazine issue that people had that was like most beautiful people and it was all just yes. like really pretty people it wasn't that <laughs> But I'll take it. If people think that that's what I got, I'm like, okay, cool. She goes, don't be nervous at all. She's so easy to talk to, but she is kind of hard to look at because she's so gorgeous. No, she did not say that. I swear. Oh my gosh. Her name is Paula. I'll have to connect you guys so you can be friends. Okay, awesome. So you just moved to Nashville. How long have you been here now? I've been here about, ooh, I think it's seven or eight months. Oh, okay. So like almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still feel pretty new to the city because I traveled with with the podcast coming out and I had some projects, like I haven't felt like I've fully settled, but I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the travel experiences that I had, but I feel really excited about being able to 
stay put hopefully this month. I just want to be here and not gone every weekend (laughs) so that I can continue to get involved in the community because people are great here and I really love it. I'm from Alabama and I grew up in Tuscaloosa. So that's like three and a half hours away. I actually went back home last weekend and that was awesome. And I love being close, but I moved to California after my time on The Bachelorette. And I loved that too. I loved the weather. I I am such a beach girl at heart. Like that's really where I feel at peace. But it's so close, so far away from my family. And I'd always been interested in living in Nashville. That's where I thought I would mm-hmm. always move being from Alabama. I'm like, I'm going to Nashville. And my fiance, he lived in Nashville for seven years before he moved out to LA. So we were really talking about like, what, where do we see ourselves? Like, where do we want to like plant roots? Mm-hmm. The one other place we wanted to look before we decided like we're fully going in in California was Nashville. And it's been the best decision. We love it. What is the one thing that you would change about Nashville if you could? Is it the beach? For sure. I mean, the one thing that I wish was closer was a beach to Nashville. Yeah. I mean, it's still a pretty <laughs> long drive, but supposedly I have not been to 30A yet since I've, I've lived here. There's like a flight with Southwest that's like direct flight, an hour, maybe hour and a half. So it, it can be pretty easy. It's, it's a big difference. But other than that, it's all great. Yeah. I'm actually going to 30A in like two weeks for a bachelorette. You're going to have the best time. Yeah. So have you, ever been? you have never been? No, I've never been, but I've heard really great things. And it's become more of a popular place for bachelorette parties mm-hmm. for more of that beachy, wholesome vibe. There's not a lot of clubs. No. There's not a lot of bars. So it'll definitely be a good girls trip. I'll have to give you You have to let review. me know. So do you think for your bachelorette, you'll probably want to go somewhere with the ocean and the beach? Uh, gosh, you know, I haven't even really thought about that that much, but that would make sense because a lot of my friends from back home have been married, have babies, and that could be a place where they could easily go, I think. But I mean, part of me would love to be able to go to like Mexico yeah. with, my, with my friends <laughs> and really just like tear it up. But I think it is a great option. I don't know. Who knows? I have I have literally no idea. Wedding planning is just not has not fit into the schedule yet. And I'm not one of those people who have thought about, which I guess would be surprising about like, how I want my bachelorette trip to go, like Mm -hmm. what type of wedding I want to have, where, like I could see so many things being great. But I also think that's because I'm a Libra and I can like see, (laughs) um, it's so hard for me to make any type of decision because I can see sides to, to everything being bad or good. So that's why we need a wedding planner. Yeah. It I'm, says this or that, but really you should do this. And I'm like, great, we'll do that. <laughs> I'm also a Libra. So oh, you are. Yeah. Yes. Do when you it, struggle with that though? I do. Okay. And I used to feel really bad about it that I couldn't make decisions or that I would have all these different interests. And I joke about it a lot on social media that I'm like, okay, I want to do bridal makeup or I want to start teaching bar or I, <laughs> I want to start all these different businesses. And I used to feel kind of like overwhelmed by it. But today I actually watched a video and I forget the exact terminology for it, but it's about people who have all these interests and random talents that they just happen to like add to their toolbox along the years and how it's actually a really great quality. And I think a lot of Libras who are indecisive Mm -hmm. can feel that way. So I totally get what you mean. No, but I love that. I do think I've got to get a little bit better about making the choice of just saying, okay, today or this week, I want to do bar and like going for it because I know that there's so many options out there that sometimes I get stagnant about actually Mm -hmm. making the decision to do the thing because I'm like, 
is this the thing that I really want to do? Because there's also like taking cooking classes. Maybe I want to <laughs> like start like doing that. The times where I have put my mind to something, I have found some type of hidden mm-hmm. knack for it. And oh it, my it always is just like another thing to add to your toolbox. But it's I find myself lately getting stuck with actually like going and doing the things mm-hmm. that I'm like thinking about. Well, it's crazy because as someone who's watched you for years, it feels like anything that you try, you not only succeed, but you win. Like <laughs> you won Dancing yeah. with the Stars. You won Special Forces. By the way, it was like my favorite show in the spring. Uh, Connor and I would watch it and I'm like, is this weird that we're watching yeah. it together? <laughs> He's like, no. I mean, realistically, like obviously we'll talk about Connor because yes. people want to know the dynamic. Of course. But even watching you on that show and then now you're writing a nonfiction book, like what? Mm-hmm. Where does that even come from? So it feels like you have all of these talents it's like, well, what else can Hannah Brown do? I feel like we haven't even fully discovered what is next for you. So what are some things that you are interested in that you haven't fully said, okay, let's go for that yet? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a list. I really love home design and decor. Oh, and you should help me. <laughs> I, I love that. But with that becomes, I can see so many different, it's like, I love it. And I do think that I'm I'm actually good at it and can put things together the choices sometimes can get overwhelming, especially for my own home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've heard that from a lot of people that are really into design. It's easier to do other people's than do your own because Mm -hmm. there's just so many choices and it's easier to say, okay, for for this person, we're going for this theme and they like these colors and this is what we're doing. But for myself, I'm like, oh, but I love so many different things. And so how do I choose? So I really would like to get more into that. We talked about early before we started the podcast about how I'm renting and I feel like I can't fully do everything that I want to do without just like spending thousands of dollars on something that who knows if I'm only going to live there for like another six months or, or what that's, that's the long, that's how short our lease that we just re-signed is. So I would love to eventually find a place that I can really experiment and, and get more into that and start showcasing that a little bit more. And I really want to just get more into fashion things, but like not like a fashion girly, like a real girl that just like likes to look cute, but I'm not like trying to like come up with some like crazy show-stopping outfit. I feel like there's not a lot of people that just like you can have good fashion sense without it being always this moment. So I just want to be that girl that's just effortlessly cute. Okay. Yeah. That actually brings me to a question that I had. Do you have a stylist? I do for some of my events, my bigger events. Because I feel like you have been, for lack of better words, like slaying lately. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. I I mean, I look at every single picture or event that you go to. I'm like, she looks beautiful. Like how could she look even better every single time? Oh my gosh. You're so sweet. I mean, me and my stylist are really close. We're Mm -hmm. good friends. So we're always kind of talking about what we should do. And she has a very like interesting (laughs) style where she'll push me to do more. But I like that. I'm I'm kind of like, oh, let's try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I I, I do weirdly have that personality that doesn't really make sense with some of the other like other parts of my life. But when it comes to fashion, like I will try different risks for big events but in my day-to-day I just want to be comfy and still look cute Mm -hmm. what's like your worst outfit you've ever worn 
or oh, your least favorite? Oh my gosh, I know exactly what it is. This was we I did get styled for this and we thought this cheetah moment would look good and it was <laughs> absolutely horrible. It just was not flattering in pictures in person. It looked okay, but it was like a full like the skirt was just too long and I wore boots with it and I just kind of looked like a a grandma trying too hard <laughs> that was like trying to wear like be hip but it just wasn't working and then my hair with my hair we had styled it was like kind of looked like a lion it was really bad (laughs) that's probably my worst and then I would say on the bachelorette when I moved the podium that outfit was (laughs) pretty bad I was waiting to see if you're gonna say that because even now I still get that video on my for you page and it's horrible it's like that's the video that's the thing that went viral and just really bad. <laughs> it was like the donut bun. But to be fair, that was a huge thing at the time. Like everybody was putting a sock on their head so, and wrapping their and hair it was, around it. That was just actually my hair. But my <laughs> producer had wore her hair and I just, I kept wearing my hair just down, not doing anything with it because I had to do it myself. And I was like, I feel like I just need to do something different. Like, will you just like do my hair in a bun like yours? Because it looks so cute. Well, she doesn't have as much hair as I did. I do. So her little bun looked cute. Mine looked like a donut without putting a sock on. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And just, it would have been maybe not the, the heart earrings, just, just a lot. But I will say when we pack for being the bachelorette, you pack in one day and you have to have like 150 different outfits. It's something crazy. And I don't know where I'm going. So at the, or every outfit that I had to wear, did I love? No, it was just, we had a day two days to pack me for however many weeks we were gone and yeah there's going to be some things that I didn't like love but it was just what we had to wear like that was all we had so did they pack it for you and they picked the items yeah so I didn't go shopping for anything there was a stylist that um, works for the show and just picks out I mean there's like racks and racks and racks of clothes and so you just have to kind of go through see what fits yeah how much say do you have over that um I could say I had say in it, but there would also be times, like I said, like you have two days and I'm like, oh, this isn't my favorite, but (laughs) it fits and we don't have time for anything else. So I was just kind of like go with the flow about it. Yeah. And so I look back at pictures. I'm like, oh, that was not a good (laughs) outfit. And I didn't like pick out the outfit that it would be put together for me. And I think, but that's also shows like I can kind of just be like it with the stylist. I feel like I'm pretty easy to work with because I'll be like, oh, we'll try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And there was definitely outfits on The Bachelorette that didn't work. Now, I hate that one of them that didn't work is like one of the (laughs) the most memed things ever. That really sucks. But, you know, it was a moment. It was a moment. It was a moment. So that moment brings me to the next conversation. I mentioned Connor a Uh couple minutes ago. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I have partnered with Victoria's Secret Pink as a sponsor for today's episode. I feel like I have grown up alongside Victoria's Secret Pink. I mean, I started wearing it when I was in sixth grade. I was 12 years old. I got my first pair of sequined yoga pants, and I'm actually 99% positive that I had my first kiss in those yoga pants. So it's really surreal that I'm sitting here recording this while I'm wearing a full pink outfit. I'm wearing the wide leg swap pants, matching cardigan, and the white corset tank. Feeling super comfortable and cozy in my house while also looking cute and stylish. I feel like pink is the perfect partnership for fun on weekdays because it embodies confidence, comfort, and it really is inclusive of everyone just like this podcast is. I spent this past weekend with pink at their holiday pop-up shop in Austin, Texas. 
It was super cute, this holiday activation on South Congress Street. We got a giant group of over 200 girls to walk around Ladybird Lake, head over to the activation, and check out their holiday collection. They have new styles, fabrics, and fits that are perfect for any holiday occasion, and they are the perfect last-minute gift for a loved one. You can head to pink.com or follow VS Pink on social media to check out their holiday collection. Obviously, I'm dating Connor Saley. Yes. From your season of The Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, when I said that you were going to be on my podcast, people are like, is that weird that you're talking to Connor's ex? And I'm like, I don't know if either of them necessarily consider each other an ex. So yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, it's so it's it's interesting because I I think in the time, maybe the feelings were as real as they can be in that situation. But yeah, I, I've asked a few people that I've dated. I'm like, do you do, dated on TV? I'm like, did we date? I had Colton Underwood on my podcast recently. Yeah, I loved that episode, oh, by the thanks. way. And yeah. you did an incredible job interviewing him and asking such great questions. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. But I mean, I was like, did you feel like we really dated? Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it's a weird situation. But I don't, I hate to say like, no, because then that would be like, I was lying the whole time. And I wasn't, I think in the moment we were dating on a TV show. And that's a whole different type of relationship because that's like, you know, maybe Connor and I at max probably talked for 45 minutes. (laughs) That's what you told me too. You know, like we didn't have that much time together, but I think being on that side for him and it was like an insecurity of mine, like, all they're talking about is me. So of course they're going to like start to feel not only like, I think there's a little bit of competition there, but I'm I'm the only woman that they're thinking and talking about for weeks on end. They don't have a phone. They have no other outside involvement other than dating me. And so for me, yeah, like I could, I could be in a room with Connor and not feel weird at all. Like I would be like, Hey, what's up? He texts me. He's like, good luck. You're gonna have so much fun. She's so nice. Like that's so sweet. It's not weird from our end, but I could understand like from people who follow either one of us, like, Oh, that's kind of a like a weird combo of girls together. No, I mean, even like Hannah Godwin, da- like yeah. marrying Dylan, like oh, that's true. I mean, that's that's way it was yeah more extreme. Yeah, but like it it didn't bother me, or I didn't feel weird at all. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. more like you said, the people around the situation might be like, or like onlookers might think it's weird. But if you've been in that, if you've been on that show, I think it's just like we all, everybody kind of dates each other. It seems like yeah, at some well, point too. <laughs> and I just, I'm really thankful that I had the opportunity to meet all these, these great guys and yeah. be a part of their life and excited to see like, like it's been so awesome to see how like Connor has like made this amazing business for himself and that y'all are in a great relationship. Like I really like root for the guys from afar mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> um, so speaking of your time on The Bachelorette, that was four years ago now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And so you recently just revisited your ABC Bachelor yes. kind of relationship. Um, and you were just on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I love when you walk down the stairs. And first of all, all the girls are like, uh, just just shocked like no words like I can't compete with her my favorite moment though was when um I think it was Jess or no one of the other girls said look at her hair it's so pretty and it's real <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I was focused on your arms and like your arm routine but so I think a lot of people were curious like 
what was the reason for going back to paradise? Well, I think I had taken some time away and, and distanced myself, not because I have any like thinking I'm better than that or that I was mad, like upset at the show. It's just, it took a toll on me mentally. Mm-hmm. I just needed time to honestly like heal for myself and get to know myself again. And in that same breath, I would not have everything I have today without that show. And so for me to like leave Bachelor Nation behind was never an intention. And so to be able to find a good way to continue to be a part of that fan base, but also Bachelor Nation as a whole, like it just felt like it was a good time. There had been a lot mm-hmm. of a space in between, you know, where where I am in my life and, and where the show has gone and involved. And so it was really fun. And for me, like I didn't really have obviously the Bachelor in Paradise experience. So there is also like the separation. So it was really fun to just go back. And I just recently started watching again too. So I didn't really know anybody when I first went down there because it was all from like charity season. season. But then I watched charity season. It was cool to be able to um, meet those people and then watch them and, and watch them evolve. So it was great. I really did like it. And like I said, I'll just always be grateful for mm-hmm. what the show has given me, even though it's given me hell too. <laughs> yeah. Who, are, who yeah. are you rooting for right now? So I missed this last episode of it. So I don't okay. know what's really going on right now. But I guess because you were down on the beach, so you can also read body language and you probably see mm-hmm. a little bit more than maybe we do. Yeah. But I mean, I was shocked. I really thought Kat and Oh, Brayden. Brayden. Like, you go to your ear. Like, earring. <laughs> the earring guy. They were so, like, hot and heavy. I was there that day, the day before, I guess, Tanner came. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, he's super serious about her. Like, so it's funny. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, my gosh. She just, like, completely, like, ditched Cut him. the ties. But I was shocked. Like, truly being there, I was yeah. shocked to see that that happened, like, literally the next day. Is Jess still with Blake? Yes. I I think Blake is a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've only talked to him that one time, but I think he's he's really sweet, and she just is – she's, like, I'm obsessed adorable. with her. Yeah. <laughs> so Same. I really – think they're a super sweet couple. And of course, like I'm rooting for Rachel because obviously it didn't work out for her when she was the bachelorette. So if she can find love yeah. in paradise, I think that'd be really sweet. Well, I won't ruin it for you, but Brayden did find a little romance with Rachel. <gasps> oh, yeah. Fun. I know. By the time this episode comes out, because it'll be two weeks from today, I don't know if they'll still be together. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> yes. know. But for right now, I'm, I'm liking that for her. Yeah. But I can understand how even being there and seeing it with your own two eyes, it probably is just such a completely different, what's the word, version of reality, I guess? It is. It's That's and, why it's so hard to talk about, like, my time on the show yeah. sometimes. It's like, it's all real. Like, they weren't pretending at all. Like, they were really into each other. And you can tell that there's connections. It's just this different type of ecosystem mm-hmm. that is not – it's not the same as dating in real life. And I think that's – if you talk to people who've been on the show – you get so close very quickly, but then you have to adapt to coming back into yeah. real reality and learn how to find your rhythm with, with each other when there are distractions and the, not your sole purpose of like living and breathing at the time is just mm-hmm. to <laughs> mate, no, to be to be with each other, like to find love, then like life comes in. So yeah, it was it was cool to be able to 
to see what was all going on and yeah. and head down to the beach. Well, enough about Bachelor. You have like moved on to so many other incredible things in your life. You obviously just got engaged. Um, so I was listening to your episode with Adam earlier today on my flight here, and I just wanted to know all the details about your engagement so that I didn't ask all the questions you've already answered. So if people are like really wondering, I want them to go and listen to your podcast. Um, but you mentioned something that really stuck with me, which was when you met Adam, it felt different because you didn't have to charm him mm -hmm. and you didn't have to like win him or play this character or anything for him to love you. And so I wanted you to talk about that and your experience of trying to charm people and mm -hmm. playing this like part in order to win love and, and acceptance. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've always done that. I think my first relationship I think any of our first relationships kind of like set us up sometimes for like what the, the the part that we play in a relationship. And I could like meet a guy and kind of know what part of me that he liked and like lean into that, mm. I feel like. Oh, I'm guilty. Yeah. And then also I think with Bachelorette kind of – I don't know if you cuss on here, but like kind of fucked me up because yeah. I was supposed to be like this – quintessential woman that men were fighting over and I really didn't feel and I've unpacked this more but like worthy at the time and so I was just like why me and so I think that also kind of messed with how like I would go into to relationships and then I felt like I had to play I was myself for sure but I think there was this pressure that I had to be this certain thing for because why would these guys be fighting over me if I wasn't something special, which I am. But I think mm -hmm. there was this added like layer of. Yeah. I mean, you have like 30 guys and each guy sees something special in you yeah. that the other person maybe like didn't recognize. So I could understand with each person, you probably felt like you had to pull those or what was the storyline that was being said that was special about me? I think True. that's also different. Yes. It's like. Oh, I'm supposed to be this badass, powerful girl, but like, yeah, I'm actually pretty insecure about this position that I'm in. That was a big thing, I think, that could could have been my part of maybe the relationships that I had on there not working is I think the part that I played was this confident girl who just like told it like it was, which is a it's true. But there was a lot of insecurities at play of of why some relationships continued why others didn't and I had to then like heal from all that because mm -hmm. I think I made decisions based on some of those insecurities that I had regardless I don't think my person was there but just mm -hmm. with that, how everything went I think a lot there was a lot at play and then coming off the show I was like oh gosh now how am I gonna date and mm -hmm. and who am I supposed to be because now I'm being propped up as this this person that like I don't know if I fully am right now actually right now I feel pretty broken so when I started dating Adam I just went in honestly just like decided I was like done with with some other stuff that I was dealing with other relationships things and then I was just like I just want to have fun and that's when it worked because he actually wasn't wanting to have fun he he was definitely pursuing me he's like no I want to pursue you and I'm like mm -hmm. I don't know about that. But then when he when he was like, okay, no, I, I don't want to date anybody else. And if you do, like, that's fine. But that's not what I'm going to do. I was like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> a little bit of an ultimatum. Yeah, but he he has really seen me at my worst. 1,000% mm -hmm. has seen me at my worst, some of my hardest times. And he still has just lifted me up and encouraged me and loved me. And also just been, like, my biggest cheerleader and it hasn't mattered, not even like what I looked like, but how I showed up. He he mm -hmm. loved me for who 
I am in all those different times. And that was, that was different. I didn't feel like I had to like pretend to be something that I wasn't in the moment. I could just mm-hmm. feel however I felt in the moment. And if he's a part of my life, then like he's accept, he's going to accept that. That doesn't turn him off from me. It actually just is another way that we can grow and connect in these harder times or stressful times or uncertain. And then also know that he's truly like so happy and celebrating me when, when I get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's just really great. It's a very different relationship than yeah. I've had in the past. Very safe. I don't have to question if he likes me. I, I always liked the guys where I'm like, do they actually like me? Yes. Well, but it's a little bit of a chase. I love a little the chase. Bit fine. And then after a while, you're like, oh, this is kind of exhausting. Yeah. And you talk actually in that episode too about relationship anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there listening. I Google it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> me, me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even realize that a lot of the ways that I was feeling was, quote, relationship anxiety. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what it was. I thought it was just an unsettling feeling of like, oh, I just don't know if this is like it. Mm-hmm. But it is a little bit of self-sabotage yes. in a way. So I'm a big proponent of therapy. And my, this, my therapist um, has really helped me with this because she actually helped me all these like questions that I would say I would ask. She was like, well, why are you asking that? Or is there really an answer to that question? Mm-hmm. You know, it's saying, do you love somebody enough? Or is, is this, is this, it's like, well, you can't really measure love on in and enough. What, what is enough to you? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's a made up thing because of, you know, fear around relationships, which I feel like granted I should, I could have from some of the experiences that I've had. <laughs> so when things are really good, which is most of the time with me and Adam, I will try to find things to fixate on. That could be better. That could be better. Okay. Or make something an issue that's not. I've gotten a lot better at this, but I, I've noticed my tendency to want to do that. I don't think I always do that. I can, I'm really hard on myself in these conversations and it makes it sound like, I mean, I am a little bit crazy, but like a lot crazier than I am because I'll have the conversation. I'll sit down with him and be like, there's sometimes I want to like start an argument and I don't know why. And we can like talk that through because I, I like the K I've, well, not even I like the chaos. That's what I'm used to. I'm used mm-hmm. to chaos. Yeah, the safety is probably, especially in the past four years of your life, is probably a little bit uncomfortable because, mm-hmm. I mean, your life in general, you're constantly moving. You're constantly doing all these events and interviews. And, like, the travel aspect is chaotic. Mm-hmm. And the people constantly having, like, a nose and what you're doing is chaotic. So to sit at home and be in a healthy, safe relationship is probably a little unsettling for girls like us yes. who get distracted yes. and want to be busy and, you know, keep our mind occupied. Yeah. Like, he's so calm all the time. And I'm like, are you okay? He's like, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm like, are you mad at me? <laughs> no. I'm just sitting here. Mm-hmm. Like, I- I'm o- I'm okay. And I've gotten a lot better at being able to accept that, um, but it was it was hard mm-hmm. uh, at first, but also super easy. I think that's the case. Like a relationship is supposed to be easy, mm-hmm. and I think I was like, "Wait, why is this so easy?" And so then I was trying to make something hard, but it, it's not. It's just we have a pretty easy relationship when I am not trying to insert myself into like 
make some trouble. Yeah. Speaking of making trouble, um, we talked a little bit about your iconic moment moving mm-hmm. the podium. Obviously, clips of you as your time with being the bachelorette still pop up onto social media, almost a little bit inescapable. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a lot of people who still root for you and old contestants on the show. Has that ever affected Adam at all? That would be something I think Adam could answer more for himself. But I would say it's not easy for him to still be probably compared to other relationships. But I think he's also aware that those relationships have no – were more just ideas for people. Yes. Me and Adam have been together for almost three years now. And that was at such a different time in my life. And so it can be, I'm sure, kind of like annoying. Mm -hmm. But I think he's very – he's very secure in himself – so I don't think it bothers him too much, but I think it would be it would be lying if it said it wasn't annoying to him sometimes. Yeah. For sure. But then he also is like, look, like that's part of your story. It's how we met. Mm-hmm. If all these relationships hadn't worked out and you hadn't you know, been out in LA, we, we would have we would have never been able to to have this great love story. So Yeah, I can imagine. Y'all, like I said, it's a new season of fun on weekdays, and that also means new sponsors. American Eagle is the sponsor of today's episode, and they want to give you guys an extra 20% off your purchase from November 7th to November 14th. You have an entire week to use the 20% off using the code AE fun on weekdays one. This is only available online. So when you go to check out, you'll enter the promo code no spaces AE fun on weekdays one. The holidays are quickly approaching. I know it can be a very stressful and overwhelming time for us, especially when it comes to shopping. If you don't know what you've got to have or what you've got to give this season, the answer is simple, jeans. So if you don't know where to get them, American Eagle, you really cannot go wrong. They have all the classic styles you love, high-waisted, mom jeans, boot cut, flare, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'm pretty sure skinny jeans are coming back in style too. I mean, some people may argue that they never left. And if you're looking to add a little extra sparkle to your look, American Eagle's embellished jeans, aka their jingle jeans, (laughs) iconic, honestly, whoever came up with that name, kudos to you. That's perfect. We'll have you looking festive and ready for any party that you're attending this holiday season. You can head to AE.com and use code AEFUNONWEEKDAYS1 for 20% off your purchase. Speaking of how y'all met, I know you met through a dating app. Mm-hmm. Which one? Um, we met through Hinge, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it was a uh, kind of like last minute, or not last minute. It just like wasn't really. I like, didn't really think about it. I you're a little lonely. I would say little... no. Like a guy stood me up, <laughs> and I was kind of like, I'm done with this. I was like, I'm done with this. And my friend came over because um, I was like at dinner and. She was like, that's it. We're making you a Hinge profile like right now. We're just like, let's just make you a profile right now and just have fun. And then we booked a trip to Cabo that night, like sitting at the table. (laughs) So you went to dinner and you're supposed to meet up with this man on a dinner date. Yeah. And he uh, just didn't show up. It was like, it was like a more like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a, it was a very complicated thing going on. But yeah, he found something else to do. Oh my gosh. I bet he's regretting that now. He's probably kicking rocks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, well, whatever. It was yeah. him. But so you booked it was the trip good. to Cabo. It was a good thing because that finally let, let me like, let go. Booked the trip to Cabo, had this hinge profile and I was just like, whatever. It was funny because people were like, is this really you? And I'd be like, yes. But if somebody asked 
about me. That grossed me. I didn't like that. But I only went on like, I think Adam was like my fourth date. Okay. So I wasn't on it for long and then met him. And it was fun. Like, I actually wanted to continue doing it because then I had started my YouTube channel and I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm going to like make content from these dates. And they were going great. I loved it. It was so fun because I would just (laughs) go into the bathroom and like talk about what was happening. I didn't show them. Like I kept that (laughs) private, but you know, it was, it was great, great content. And then I met Adam and I'll say for any, I don't, it's probably not guys, but like what I loved about being on the dating app and what like made me like a guy, somebody who like, I did not want to talk on the app. Like I don't have time for that. Land a day or I'll never see you, whatever. And he messaged me. We actually both on our profile had a picture on the same street that we actually both lived on. Oh, no We way. lived three houses down from each other. <gasps> You're the and girl next door. I know. Quite literally. I know. And I had just moved like a few days before, maybe like a week or something before. Um, and he was like, hey, that's my hood. I was like, oh, my gosh. I just like moved from there like a few weeks ago or whatever. And that's what started the conversation. He was like, look, I'd like to take you out. Thursday, 7.30. And I was like, perfect. I, I need that. Like, just, mm-hmm. we don't, I don't have time to talk. And so I, I love that about him. And so I was like, sure, let's do it. Now, I had a rough day that day trying to make my own YouTube videos and like my <laughs> camera overheated, didn't say it was this whole thing. And I like messaged him. And I'm like, can we move it up? I need a drink right now. <laughs> And he was like, okay, yeah, we can. I'd asked for like literally in 20 more minutes. And he was like, okay, how about, you know, I think it was at 730. He was like, how about 630? And I was like, okay, whatever. Well, I end up still being late. I have no makeup on. I wear like a sweatshirt and a hoodie, I mean, and a beanie and ride my bike to the place. And so then I'm like profusely sweating. And then I walk up and I'm like trying to fix my hair. And then I look and I'm like, oh shit, he's really hot. And I'm like, so I'm like trying to like get myself and he said he was like Hannah it was just like you came in like like a a storm like (laughs) you were so frazzled but I can remember him just being so calming and like he was almost entertained by my he loves it he loved it he loved it and then but he helped me relax into the the day and then I remember thinking I don't think I can record this one and he didn't know who I was until he's like you know he was like, Hannah, truthfully, like right before meeting you, like 30 minutes before, I was like, I'm just going to try to Google her. And oh, then he, he found, didn't know no. that you were on. So he didn't, no. he didn't watch The Bachelor he, no, or anything. He was That's just like, I'm going to awesome. try, try to Google her and, and see. And then he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so 30 minutes before, he's like, okay, this girl is doing all this. And he had saw because my YouTube was up and it was the last YouTube that I was filming on my dates. Oh, and he's like, oh, man, I'm just another yes. YouTube video. That's like a movie yes. line. And then, but he did. He said something because I would go to the bathroom and I, I was like, I'll just leave my – he's like, yeah, you're gonna, are you going to take your phone and record something? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I promise I'm not going to do that. It was it was really funny. So, did you not record it because you felt like, oh, maybe this could go somewhere, and I don't want to? Yeah, because the date was actually it. going well, and yeah, I think because the date was actually going pretty good, and I was actually interested in him. Okay, some of the other guys, or the few other dates that I went on, I wasn't as interested. I knew kind of immediately they were great, nice guys, but just it yeah. wasn't it with him. I just didn't think I could get away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he would call me out, but she he did. Yeah. And, and just would, I don't know. And I just knew he was really sweet and hot. And I think I was honestly <laughs> kind of nervous myself, which I hadn't been because I was like, 
Yeah, because how often do they actually look like like their photos or how often are they actually their real height? Yes, and he definitely was. And he looked way better than his photos. I think that's what threw me off. Because I thought he was going to be cute. But when I saw him in person, I was like, <laughs> oh, I wasn't, I wasn't, ex- I wouldn't kind of come like this. <laughs> I feel like he loved yeah. that about you, though. He, he just did. showed up exactly as you are. And he accepted that from the very beginning, which yes. I think is a is a really good sign of how he has been for you throughout yeah. the rest of your relationship. So how many more dates did you all go on before? Because COVID. Y'all mm-hmm. were dating through COVID. And was this during COVID? So yeah, we like our first date, we got to go to a restaurant because it like started to open back up. And oh, okay. then LA shut back down again. So most of our dates at fir- the second date was on the beach. Like we just like watched the sunset. I think our third date was like we went and like road bikes or skateboard or some, something like that. It's, <laughs> it's so cool, super, girl of you. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I haven't gotten the skateboard since. But um, they were all like outside. And then I think I invited them over to a game night at our house, which was also like kind of had to keep it on the low because everybody was, didn't want to be – couldn't be around each other. But it was like our small group of friends and invited him over. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think what really made me be like, okay, I, I, I want to pursue this with him is I had work out here in Nashville, actually. And his family was here in Nashville at the time. And we were both going out the same weekend. And he was like, I know it's kind of soon, but like my parents are here. I like, I'd like you free to meet my family. And I was like, I don't know about that. Like, that feels weird. I'm not on The Bachelorette anymore. I do not have to speed this thing up. (laughs) So (laughs) I was a little mm, concerned about that, but I just said, oh, we'll see. And then I was in this music video for Jordan Davis. So casual. Yeah. In this music video. No, but that was like, I wanted to just be in a country music video and I got to check it off my list. And one of the guys in the video, because it was called Almost Maybes and it was like all these types of relationships that like almost happen, but don't. One of the guys that I was supposed to do a scene with tested positive for COVID. And so they were like, oh, you know, you might have to come back. And I was like, I do not want to come back, even though I still had to come back. It was so annoying. And so they're like, oh, we just got to find somebody. And I was like, well, the guy that I'm kind of talking to is actually here. And like, he used to model and like do this stuff. I can just like see if he would want to do it. And he, I called him and he was like, yeah, sure. Like I'll come. And I thought that was so sweet. He ended up, he needed a suit. They didn't have any like st- like styling for him. And he had a suit in his, the house because his parents had a house here at that time. And he just like put it on and came and did the music video for me. And I was like, okay, that was really awesome of him mm-hmm. to just like step in and come do that. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I want to meet your family. And that's when mm-hmm. I was like, he's the best. But the worst part is I'm getting tested for COVID multiple times because it was a two-day shoot. And I got tested like four, four days. So the day before, the day after, and the day after I go and meet his family for the first time. And his brother had just had two twin boys and both his dad and his brother are doctors and they were having they were being like really careful about who they let in but I had just taken all these tests and whatever meet them so sweet everything goes great I go home the next day and I start I feel like a train hits me like driving home because it's like a three and a half hour drive home I finally make it home and I have like a 102 degree fever and I've I've had COVID oh no I gave them all <gasps> COVID oh no well and they had been so safe. I mean, not the kids. Yeah. But his dad, his mom, brothers, mother-in-law, <laughs> the first time I meet them. <gasps> oh, and they no. all can't spend Christmas together either because oh, of that. Oh, my gosh. So I did not make the best first impression. But that was <laughs> the time that I was like, okay, I, I want to do this. 
And then we were pretty inseparable when we got, when we both got back to LA, like we mm-hmm. were inseparable. So when y'all went back to LA then, how long was it before y'all moved in together? Cause I know that you had your place mm-hmm. in Santa Monica yeah, and you did that whole like interview. Oh my gosh, your patio was gorgeous. Thank beautiful. You. Thank I would you. have a hard time like leaving that. That was hard. Yeah. And were y'all living together at that time? Cause yes. I know you had just gotten your dog too. Yes. So okay. I had Ooh, lived quick. in that, I lived in that <laughs> same building and my lease was coming up. My year lease was coming up. And the girl who lived in the really awesome unit that had the big balcony had left. And I really wanted that one. <laughs> and it was really expensive. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to do How it. How expensive are we talking? Like bad, bad? No, it's really bad. Like, <laughs> I don't want to even say. It was really expensive. Just like dumb. You for tell rent. me after. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's hard to say. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it it's, was like like seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a lot, and it's hard to justify spending that much when you that's a mortgage. Yeah, or, and then it like went up. To, it went up up a little bit. It was it was a lot. I was already paying a lot for the one that was just right behind it, but I was like, I can. Uh, we're we're doing this, and he <laughs> and his brother, their rent was. I mean, their lease was also ending. And I really just wanted this apartment. And he was already at my house most of the time because his brother came, like he got his brother to come move to LA. So then they started living together. I just wanted this other space and we were going great. And I was like, you want to move in? Let's let's move in. So you asked him to move in. It was kind of like he was already at my my place so much more. And my location was just awesome right by the beach. Yeah. And it was Oh, I would want to move in with you too. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, we decided to do it. And I remember just being like, look, we'll find out if we really can can do this. I remember calling my mom and she's like, it's a great way to see like. Yeah. Because it's going so great so far. But like once you move in, you'll really know if, if you can live with this person. And we like. It, it was awesome. I was a little nervous because we'd been together for, I think, like eight months at that point. So okay. it wasn't like super early, but it was still pretty, pretty soon. I had just started working and like getting that first unit, like how I wanted to. And then when that other unit came in, I was like, we moved all that stuff. And then together did like the living room and the patio and really made it mm-hmm. our little abode. Yeah. It's fun to live with your partner. I feel like you just see them in a completely different light, but Connor and yeah. I lived together before we were ever even dating. So no like, way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we can like totally get into oh, it. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As like friends. Yes. Well, kind of. <laughs> yes. It's just so. It's just so unconventional. Like the way that we started dating, th- the order that we did everything is just so backwards. And so I feel like it's really hard to relate to people in mm-hmm. that aspect because a lot of. People, they date for like a year or two and then they move in and then they like buy a house together and then they get engaged. But it's like, no, for us, we lived together before we were ever actually dating. Then we come back to Austin. We move into like my apartment in Austin together. Meanwhile, he still has his own apartment. It's like we were paying double rent. So stupid. Then we rent a house and then I'm like getting antsy and I'm like, I I hate that I'm paying for a house rent and my office rent. They're both about to end around the same time. Like, I just don't want to be putting money into something I don't own that doesn't feel stable and secure in my life. I want to buy a house. He's like, I think we should wait. I want to like buy a house together. I'm like, "Uh, I don't want to. I like want a house now. So I bought a house and now he lives with me at the house. But I consider it like our house. He helps me pay my mortgage. He helps me take care of the house. It's just like that in itself is very backwards Mm -hmm. because usually, you know, the guy is the one providing that. And I kind of like it that way because I feel like empowered in a sense, but I can understand from the outside. It's like, that's, 
That's weird. <laughs> yeah, we've kind of gone. We've t- we've talked about that. I think moving to Nashville was really kind of set us up for like doing everything together. Where like for me, I'm like, I'm going. To, I'm moving into this place. Like you can come help me if you want, but mm-hmm. like, I was going to make it happen. But it it was it was the best thing for us because I had like some shame about moving in together before being married or engaged. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah, I definitely did have some shame about that. But I mean, when you're talking, you're constantly together. And the rent price, because my rent rent before that was not that much different. Um, and they're staying at your place and they're paying something else. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And I'm adult. I am, I am an adult. I'm not, you know, 20 trying to live with my boyfriend and my parents are still paying for everything. <laughs> like that's a little bit different. But it, it has worked out really great. And I've kind of like worked through some of that. Um shame that I felt, but just had to know like this was the best thing for us at this time. And if people people are gonna always say something. Yeah. Anyway. So no one can understand unless they're in it. But and now y'all are engaged Mm -hmm. and you tell the entire story of how that came to be on your podcast. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to like rehash your story. I want people to go and listen to that episode because it's really, really wonderful. Thank you. I loved listening. I had a smile on my face the whole time. So Talking about your podcast, that is your most recent endeavor, and then also your book that's coming out in the spring. Yes. So that's kind of where I want to end this episode, like giving people some insight on what you're working on. Yeah. So I started my podcast, Better Tomorrow, with Hannah Brown in July, end of July. And it's something that I always thought I would wanted to do at some point, but really figuring out like what I wanted the tone to be and what I wanted to talk about really came from that harder time in, in my life of just having to you know, heal, really try to get better than I was feeling and what were the little actions that I did to do that. And I was listening to other podcasts and Mm -hmm. I think it was Oprah had someone on, I need to figure out what the conversation was. And they talked about asking yourself, like having the time to ask yourself, just like, am I better today than I was yesterday? And I was like, oh, like that, I need to do that. And just like make that time. So I wrote a little like post-it card note on my mirror that I walked by every day in the hallway that, and I just wrote in my better today than I was yesterday. And it reminded me to like, when I look in the mirror, like I had to ask myself that. Mm-hmm. And it helped so much because there were some days where, no, I was not better. Like I had a hard day. But when I asked myself that, it was like, okay, why? What was it that made that day really hard? And how can how can it be better tomorrow? And so that's where the name of the show Better Tomorrow came from, but also just the type of conversations that I want to have of the people that we have on, like what have been the changes and the shifts that have, that have helped them get out of the place that they were in into this new, better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I love the word better because it's a it's a softer word. It's not trying to be like the very best, better than other people. It's like the the better you. And that can be small, soft changes and choices. So it's been really fun. I talk about this in my first episode. Like I have had a lot of really cool opportunities that I've been successful in, but starting something new and especially in the spotlight, I feel like people think I should just like know how to do it. And with a podcast, you can't really practice behind the scenes. You just got to, you just got to go and do (laughs) it. And it's been a really vulnerable space for me to be in. But then I have to remind myself, that's why people 
like me is because I I can just be vulnerable and authentic. So I'm still like figuring out, but it's been so fun and I'm excited to continue. We have some really fun conversations coming up. And then simultaneously, I just announced that I have a book, a fiction book coming out. Oh, um, fiction. Oh yes. You know how frequently I get mixed up between fiction and nonfiction? It's, Why do they call nonfiction when it's, if it's a real story, shouldn't it not be not nonfiction, you know? <laughs> you know I, what I'm trying to say? I, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's so backwards. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's okay. I, I've i always loved novels and reading different like stories and always enjoyed writing. And it was something that I, I was a dream of mine, but way before Bachelor, Bachelorette, all that stuff happened. So that I was able to have this opportunity. I was like, wow, this is actually a dream. Other stuff I could have never dreamed of. And it's a rom-com. So really mm-hmm. think for other girls that like to to read, like think Emily Henry style book. She's my favorite. Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. The people we meet on vacation. Yes. I was like re- sipping through it. And there's those moments where you're like, oh, I'm kind of blushing. Yes. Like I'm kind of like feeling some things right now, but it's not like raunchy. That's what the book is. Okay. Like, yes, there's definitely some like steamy scenes. Where do, where do you get that inspo from? Oh. Um, <laughs> Whoa. No. Uh, I think it's it's not even it's I think a part of a relationship. It's just a natural part of a relationship, I think, right. most times. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it it definitely is has like this beautiful beach setting and there's moments that, you know, could definitely be inspired from some sweet moments from my show, like the shows that I've been on, but really it's just how can you write down, get all the nuance of like those moments, like when somebody you just like meet eyes for the first time or mm-hmm. when somebody holds your hand for the first time or brushes your leg, like what that feels like. That was really fun. And I had a, I had help. I This was a big thing to try to take on with everything else that I was doing. So to have somebody who does this like full time for a living to help me make sure that all the details and the parts of the story that I wanted to make sure were, were on the page and, and got there. <laughs> that was so beneficial. And and that is the reason that this this love story and this book is as good as it is. A lot of things I've done, like even, I don't know, it's like I'm definitely proud of all the things that I've done, but sometimes had a hard time because I would just be like, yeah, but this was wrong and this is wrong. And I actually did this with the, this book. Like, I'm really, really proud mm-hmm. of what people are going to read. And I really think it has potential to be like a top summer read for for girls who are all going to be just telling each other to, to read it. Because I, I've had my fair share of really doing the research, I'll say, on yeah. what makes a good summer read rom-com. And I think that Mistakes We've Never Made, that's the, the title of the book has everything and more and it's just a really good love story that has the steamy parts has the funny parts but what I love about it too is it's also has female friendships in there that are super important and you know that can be a love story in itself how we 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 can show up for each other in those times when maybe we've made some mistakes or making some big life choices and decisions and that's really a, a big part of the book too of just how these girls show up for each other and of course it's like enemies to lovers and there's a, a wild goose chase trying to find the runaway bride it really has like this like parent uh sister of the traveling pants meets hangover vibe because it's a road trip trying to find the bride just all all the things that that are fun and and the idea is like i was really thinking like what would make a good you know movie. how could movie that was that okay. was kind of like my thought of it 
Oh I mean, gosh. that would be the dream dream. Well, I'm sold. I'm like, I'm ready to read the book now. I tried to order it on Amazon, but you can only pre-order it. Yes. So it, when does it come it out? It comes. So please pre-order everyone. That helps so much. Um, but it comes out May 7th. So perfect. Okay. Getting ready for our beach there vacations. So more to come with that. But we just released the cover art and it's so beautiful. I'm really I'm really proud of it. And I can't wait to see what everybody yes. thinks. That's awesome. So you have a new podcast. You have a new book. You mentioned, I don't know, maybe you might have a movie in the future. So what I mean, are- that's the goal. I mean, that's, that's, that is the goal to have something, a book turn into something that you can produce. Because I've always, honestly, after I being on say, The Bachelor, be Bachelorette, no. Oh, I, <laughs> I was going to say, is that where we're going no, next? I would want to, <laughs> I would love to just be a part of producing something like that. That would be really really cool so we'll see hopefully everybody loves it enough and like demands it and we can yeah that's awesome well i'm rooting for you i'm super excited to read it and i'm so so honored that i got a chance to have you on the podcast this means so much to me you have no idea oh my gosh you're so sweet it was so fun yeah this is gonna be the first episode of our new season (gasps) because oh wow i know i was like we're gonna kick things off on a high note like we gotta start with hannah brown oh my gosh i love that well thank you yes thank you everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed getting to know hannah more and her story what she's been up to but thanks guys bye